good realtor will spend three hours a day calling? This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Dude, I am like really excited about today's show. I got a message the other day and uh, from an agent in Florida. Her name's Tara. I'm going to introduce you to her in just a second. She um, sent me a message. She's like, Mike, I love your show, blah, blah. I totally agree with what you're saying. And I built my whole brand on flamingos. Yes, fucking flamingos. And <laughs> you guys are like, everyone is just trying and to be so professional and put on this front that is fake as shit in the very beginning. And what we're really talking about, guys, is how do you be authentic on how do you be authentic with your brand? And honestly, this is probably I've only spoken to her for what, Tara, about just like three or four minutes. And I'm like, all right, we're going to go get this on, on video. right? <laughs> and then I just pressed record. And here we are. So uh, what we're going to be talking about today, folks, is how you build the brand by just being different, just doing things outside the box, creating an experience that people are drawn through, marketing that experience and that brand, not marketing your real estate business, marketing your brand. There's a major difference between the two. If you want to start attracting business, this is what I believe the entire future of real estate is going to become. I just wrote a blog that says the death of lead generation. I think it's been dead. It's only 11% of closed sales come from it. But yet we spend 90% of our time talking about lead generation. Folks, what Tara is doing, I want you guys to all go out and take out a piece of paper, notes. This is verbatim. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's only four years in the business, 33 years old, has already sold $12 million through the third quarter of this year, that's pretty damn good for how long she's been in the business. So let's uh, further ado, let's go ahead and welcome Miss Tara Carter to the show. Tara, say hello. Hi guys, thanks for having me, I'm super excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you and I, your story is awesome, but I want you to go ahead and go ahead and let our listeners uh, know a little bit about yourself, sort of where you are. And I'm going to tee up this interview because I have a lot of questions. <laughs> awesome. Well, I am in the Fort Lauderdale area. I am born and raised here. I work at the two market centers, Parkland and Fort Lauderdale. And I'm a third generation realtor. And I never wanted to get into the business. <laughs> My mom and uncle have been in the business for a little over 30 years. And I really had no interest in it, nor did they ever ask me. Um, my okay. background and degree. Your first line isn't like I've been in the my my family's been in the business for forty years. That's not the first thing you say to people. No, I don't think they care. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> no, I don't think they care. I mean, sometimes, especially for appointments, it does help with credibility for sure. And then my mom's she's the vice mayor now too, so sometimes that helps if they're looking for a little bit more integrity. I'll throw that one out there. Totally. Um, I was a preschool teacher. That's what my degree's in. My goal was to own a bunch of preschools, and then I was working three jobs and realized. This was not going to pay my bills for my long-term goals. So I became the maitre d' of a really well-known high-end venue in Fort Lauderdale. And I ended up becoming the face of the restaurant and opened up the nightclub next door. And I built their marketing department from scratch. And coincidentally, that restaurant was called YOLO. <laughs> and I built the nightclub. And basically, my job was, besides the manager, I was basically the full concierge, manager, marketing director, planned all the parties. And I loved it. I did that for eight years. 
Folks, this is really important to her story. I want you just to remember the word concierge. Tara, please walk us through a little bit more what a concierge means. And this is going to, we're going to prove a point later, guys, but just walk us through what that means just so we're all on the same page. Um, I like to tell people that I am a premier concierge realtor and I'm a one-stop shop. You know, what do you need? How can I help? And I also tell them that I'm better than Angie's list. There you go. Definitely better than Angie's list. You know, you need, you need a great painter. Um, you need a, you know, great plumber. Oh, that restaurant that you can't get into because it's booked or, the, you know, you have a bachelorette party that you're going to be planning because your daughter's coming in town with a bunch of people. I'll set it all up. And I even will send a car service to pick them up at the hotel. I mean, at the airport, set up their hotel reservations, introduce them to my concierge at the hotels, really whatever they need. Awesome. Now, so you've been in the business four years and about three years ago, you decided to rebrand into this whole flamingo thing theme, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about the pink thing first. So when you first got into the business and you started out, obviously you've been around it for years with your family and whatnot. But as you got into the business, tell everyone how this pink thing came about. Like you're wearing pink earrings right now. If you guys aren't watching on YouTube or, mm-hmm. or live, she's got pink earrings on and pink's They're like, okay, you have pink high, uh, high heels on too? Um, I do. Actually, today I don't. Yesterday I did. Okay. So, but pink's your thing. Now walk us through how this works. Yeah. And I would say just a note on that for the pink high heels, I stick to a uniform. I've done that for about two years. I wear white, pink, or black daily. And it makes it really easy to get ready in the morning. Am I I wearing black and black or pink or white? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's made my life easier. And then when I looked at some of the most successful people, let's look at Gary Keller, who is CEO of my company. I mean, he wears black every time he's on stage. So I basically stick to a uniform. So I got offered a position to work for a developer for a $90 million project. And I didn't even have a real estate license. So that's what made me quit my career. And then when the project didn't work out, I didn't want to just go off my family's business. I wanted to build my own and take the database that I had for my previous business and build it into real estate. So I loved wearing pink. It's my favorite color. I feel like it's bright and it's just me. And so everything I had was pink usually on. I had little pink business cards and pink hand sanitizers. And I was doing an event. I do a annual charity event on my birthday. And it's incorporated into my real estate to where um, my goal for my birthday is to get 10 dogs adopted on site. And I do that with the, this rescue group called Feeling Fine Canine and Rescue. And when I did that, uh, there was a grin. It was open to the public, right? So it's in the newspaper, open to the public. And this girl walked up to me and she said, Hey, you must be Tara. And I said, how do you know? And she said, because you're wearing pink. And I was like, Oh my God, it's working. (laughs) And that was like six months, but I was living and breathing it like nails, pink, clothes, pink business card. I mean, you have to, I lived and breathed it for six months. And that's really as long as it took for people to catch on to the pink. It's so smart. I see a couple of agents do this. And one of them, and from a branding perspective, like I love when women tie in hot pink into their branding and their signage because it pops the high heels thing, deals and heels, like that whole, yeah, that resonates yeah. with people and you can't really get it out of your head. Now it's sort of a little bit, a lot of people are doing it now, but a few years ago, now people weren't. I actually saw one guy, I saw a guy, a dude, okay, do the same thing as I forget what his name is, but his whole brand's pink and he's not like a whole, like a sore thumb. But what we're talking about folks is differentiation um, and standing out because how many realtors are in your market in South Florida is a lot. 63,000. Holy shit. 63,000 heads to beat out. Okay. Now let's be honest about how many of those don't do anything. 40,000. <laughs> Probably. But still 20,000 is pretty damn competitive. You guys aren't in New York city. It's not a major, major, major metropolitan populated area. There's a lot of people that you're in competition with and you have to do yourself, do, do separate yourselves. 
folks, you said something very important. I don't think anyone caught up on it. I'm going to go ahead and, and talk because it resonated with me. I also started in the nightlife business. And how I started my whole career was at four o'clock in the morning, carry a yellow pad of paper and I'd get everyone's contact info, their direct mail addresses and their email addresses. And when people are drunk, they'll give you everything, even your social security number if you want. Yes, but I also knew the power of an audience. And this is where why I, I wrote a post. I said, this is why lead generation is dead. We're constantly chasing transactions instead of nurturing, building and maintaining relationships. And that mindset alone is completely different. What Tara just said is worth a million dollars, folks. She says, I'm going to go ahead and take my database from my existing concierge business. People who are probably very social. I got you that. I bet you your database is a huge referral source. And, and you're because they're social. They're out in the scene. They're out doing this. They're out to restaurants. They're always oh, talking, yeah. mingling with people. It's highly conversational. But she knew it doesn't matter that she... They knew her as a concierge first. Why couldn't they start using her as a realtor? Because that same audience, 10 to 15% of them are moving each and every year. And 100% of them have a referral for Tara. Yeah, absolutely. And I have to be you know, totally honest. In the very beginning, though, especially my really high-end clientele, I was too scared to tell them I was in real estate because I was like, wait, they've let... But then they've let me handle so much everything else. They trusted me. They trust me with their money, their cars... Girls, I would send them. <laughs> like, trust me with everything. Yeah. So why wouldn't they trust me with their real estate needs? However, in the beginning, I definitely lost out on a lot of money because I was too scared to tell them. Okay. And then I, I got over that once I realized how much money I lost. <laughs> and well, opportunities. At the end of the day, they're going to use someone they know, like, and trust. It might as well be you. And I, I agree. I'm, I'm the same way. I was the same way. Like, no one wants to go out and tell people that you're in business. Yeah. Like, none of us want to go out and, and get on a soapbox right now and just start saying... I'm a real estate agent who <laughs> wants to buy a house today and go sit in the middle of Starbucks. I mean, if you're really going to do that, please don't. But it is our duty. It is our job to constantly remind people what the fuck we do for a living because they don't yep. think about us 24 seven. And that first year in business, pink did it for you. It did. And then the, what transforms it all is Michael meeting Michael Mayer and joining the generosity generation is, and reading that book changed my life. And now I'm actually a certified trainer for him and teaching others how, how to do it. His systems are so simple, you know, and I would say the last six out of 10 listings have all come from working at a restaurant. Totally. Now tell me about, so you got noticed in the pink thing. Now tell me how the transition came to the flamingo thing, because there's two things going on here. Pink is great. Like, oh, that's Tara. But Flamingo, now that's really you. So it's just taking the brand up a notch, right? Yeah. Well, I, when I realized that, I was like, wow, this is totally working. I was like, all right, so what the fuck is pink? Yeah. And then my girlfriend said, flamingos. And I was like, no. And then I was like, all right, let me just look this up. So I looked up the meaning of flamingos and they actually symbolize elegance and beauty. And they're also the bird that is the most social, family oriented, and the bird that lives the longest in their category. And I was like, well, I'm a fucking flamingo. Like I am a flamingo. You know, it would be an awesome video if we just gave the definition of a fucking flamingo. Yeah, actually, that's and not say, I'm not a realtor. I'm a flamingo. And, and I'm fucking fabulous. 100%. That would kill it. All right. So you came up with this flamingo thing. And then what, what's the team name, man? What's the brand name? Well, our team name. So it actually was great because our team, my mom and uncle's team name for 18 of the years has been great Florida homes team. And there's six different species of flamingos. And the largest species of flamingos is called the greater flamingo. And I was like, 
well, there's no such thing as coincidences. So this is great. And, you know, we are all a brand, whether you know it or not, and whether you like it or not, and how you look and how you speak and how you act is already your personal brand. And I feel like once they get over the fear of having no fear of perfection, I, cause you're never going to, you're never going to reach perfection. So None of you yeah. guys are God. don't try to be, you won't, be close. <laughs> you won't compete at all. Don't even Seriously. So I, I just ran with it. I mean, to the point to where I was even in pools at my open houses and sitting in a full float of flamingos soaking wet, by the way, but it was really good for social media photos. And now, I mean, everything I have is, I probably receive a gift probably once a week from flamingos. I'm tagged or messaged on Facebook or Instagram at least five times a day from people that I don't even know. But it's, I think what's really, really crucial is you have to live and breathe your brand. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. What you're doing with the Flamingo is the same thing I do with dude. I love that. It's my excuse to get me on top of mind and it allows me to be me. And it's what stands out. You know, I didn't, it's the same thing. Yeah. What can you do to stand out that really is authentic? Uh, Tara said something else. Perfection. I can't, perfection doesn't exist, guys. Let's talk about this really quick. When you're looking at your brand, and Tara just went through this. You know, the first thing that everybody has is this. And tell me if you felt the same way when you're thinking about this. Should I do that? Oh my God, that million dollar buyer is going to think I'm way too unprofessional. Or what would that $5 billion buyer think? Or are people going to take me seriously? Or I mean, the thoughts, and it goes on for another couple of days, I'm sure. But you have to understand that we're all human. We all bleed. And I, th- I believe that people see right through your bullshit when, when you're trying to be someone you're not, I see it every fucking day. And if you are out there creating these, I've been in the business for 25 years, or if you're doing market reports, or you're sending back, turn back the clock emails, or if you're using the drip email system that your broker gave you, that's nothing but an overused spam <laughs> system on steroids. You do not have your brand figured out yet because you have your brand figured out when you don't even think about what the fuck you're going to say to your audience, period. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. <laughs> and I, I think what you know, what people think matters. So that's why we brand stuff. You know, when it comes to a certain extent, like, no, I don't really care what people think. But then again, yes, I do. So I just feel like, you know, we brand stuff for a reason. And I think people overthink it so much yeah. instead of just being like, okay, what speaks to my soul? Listen, if you're a foodie and you just love tacos, then make sure that everything you do is, repre- is represented by tacos. Like you're going around town. I don't even care if your logo is tacos. If that's who you are, then run with it. We have a guy doing that. <laughs> I, I mean, it's great. And people are going to remember you or what I heard the one Nick Baldwin said, he met somebody at the Orlando convention yesterday and and they just love their dogs. So that all their postings and videos are around taking their dog to new neighborhoods and to new parks and to new areas. And it's centered yep. around the dog. So you get more dog lovers. Um, cool. You want to do business with people that you like. So if I can attract fun, you know, enjoy, have people join my flock. Look at the play on words. Um, I love it. Well, wouldn't you agree that you really don't need a corporation or even a marketing company to brand yourself and like no. you can do it yourself. Just the, the problem is that people don't remember what you do. They remember how you do it. So I want you guys to really think about that. If I believe a lot of realtors are a commodity today because they offer the same level of service. So it's like you open a door, you let them in. There's really no insight or anything. But what, what the future of our entire business is going to come is based on experience. It already is. It's happening. And if you don't believe me, that's the whole reason why open doors, Zillow buyers, and all these iBuyers exist because of the experience. People want quick, fast, painless. And 
what the consumers want, the consumers will get. So I'm sure the experience to working with a flamingo gal is like a lot more fun than working with the 78 year old blue haired real estate agent. I'd agree. Let's walk through the processes because I'm sure that you've said some things and when you build the brand, you market the brand, you don't market what you do. Correct. So the flamingos, I'm curious to know what your closing gifts are. I'm so curious to know what your transactional touches are. I'm I'm curious to know how you insert flamingos throughout the process of the transaction to really enhance that experience. We know on the outside, your flamingos Mm -hmm. everywhere. You got the marketing, it generates the attention, but how are you doing it in the transaction? Um, so typically, and, and just when you said commodity, like if you're not a brand, you're a commodity. True. And the way that I incorporate flamingos is so every listing has flamingos in the pool, and they typically have the flamingo doormats <laughs> as well. And, you do videos for all your listings too. Um, yeah. So I just started. I just teamed up with um, a new videographer, and he's just really awesome. Shout out to Joan Holm. And they are just really great. And he makes sure to really capture my flamingos. And I actually have a video series we're getting ready to record. We've recorded about three or four out of 15 so far. And I was like, I need a little emoji going across the thing where it bounces across. And I named all the flamingos, basically all their names are Sally. Because you remember that song back in the day where it was like, Sally, that girl. <laughs> you could play flamingos off every holiday. Like instead of 12 reindeer, you have 12 flamingos. <laughs> yeah. Like there's so many different ways to do it. Pinterest has been probably one of my best friends to get, you know, some really creative ideas, all my greeting cards. So for happy anniversary, happy birthday, whatever it is, it has some sort of a flamingo, either with a birthday hat on or a Santa Claus hat or a yarmulke or, you know, Jewish. So everything is surrounded by flamingos. And I feel that if you, so I stick to the 80, 20 rule where social media is 80% personal and 20% business. However, when I'm posting about flamingos, when it's personal, it always transfers back to real estate, which has been really, really awesome. But I feel like branding is the process of connecting good strategy with good creativity. Totally. I'm looking on your page for some of your, uh, look at the one with the guy with us, with the bike. There's a, some, this guy tags me. He found a bicycle in, it's actually a scooter. He found a scooter in New York. And I was like, I have to have this to ride around town. It was the other day. And it's, it's like an old retro. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. There's a, <laughs> if you guys aren't on our page, there's a there's a flamingo scooter, almost like a lime scooter, but it's a flamingo, and you could sit on it. It looks pretty damn cool. I have to have that. Like, can you imagine going around Circle Prospecting for just listed and just sold, and I'm riding around in that? You could do car wraps. Like, I'm sure all of your parties are flamingo. Your client parties are flamingo themed. They have flamingo drinks. Everything's hot pink. Closing. What are the closing gifts? Um, closing gifts are usually typically, I do a lot of housewarming parties. Love it. And so with that, you know, like the little, you know, the straw stirs or flamingos, the napkins, the plates, any of the little, the koozies, like everything is a flamingo. People can't get it out of their heads. I mean, there's no doubt you cannot get the flamingo thing out of your head. Like I am now like, just from talking to you, like I will forever know you. I know that there's an agent that loves flamingos. Even if I forgot your name and I didn't talk to you for 10 years, I would still remember the flamingos. It's genius. It's great. Yeah. And I have so many local agents too. And they're like, I can't, every time I see a flamingo, I think of you. <laughs> and I was like, well, that was the point. <laughs> That's all this is. Walk me through how you're marketing your SOI and walk me through the, the difference of businesses. Like how much of your business comes from cold lead gen versus uh, warm or, or uh, referral or repeat clients? So my, what this 
two sources that are not a source of my business is expireds or FISBOs. It's never mm-hmm. been a source of my business. So the first there, I have three top sources. However, sometimes the order of them will change, but sure. the sources don't really change. So open houses are really, really big for me. And of course, everything's branded in flamingos. So it's teal and pink, teal and pink and uh, open houses, sphere of influence referrals. And um, now past clients obviously has picked up since I'm in my fourth year now and agent to agent referrals has really picked up too. I bet. Yeah. People, I can see that, but all referrals is word of mouth. Is what you're saying? Yeah. You, no, open houses. That's per, that's belly to belly though. Like if you, if you hand me a flamingo at an open house, I already like you. Yeah. Because the last realtor made, handed me a pen and told me to sign it. <laughs> now I have some legal pens. <laughs> yeah, but sure you do. <laughs> it's so funny. And like even my purse, I mean, purses, everything is a flamingo. You name so, it. Even my pen. Talk about like happens. the touch points. Like, are you sending video emails out? Are you sending, you know, walk me through all of that. Are you sending video emails to your, are you send emails, you're saying direct mail. Are you marketing them, targeting them on social media? Are you targeting your database as a custom audience? What, what are you doing? So when it comes to targeting my database on social media, um, I have everybody in kind of lists that are grouped and I have everybody categorized by letter. Cause if you touch two letters of the alphabet a week, you touch everybody in your database once a quarter. So if you touch your two letters per week in your database, so A through Z, however, I have a system for it that I got from this class called Never Ending Referrals. And the system isn't categorized like Y and Z can't be together. So there's themes for each week. And if you take your, you take the alphabet and you touch two letters of the alphabet per week, that's a 13 week cycle. You're hitting everybody in your database once a quarter. It's great. Create your own holiday. Well, there is National Flamingo Day on July 26th. Is there really? I, was, I didn't know yeah. if there was. That'd be fun. Did you, is that when you do your client party? Yeah, well, I have. Yeah, we do our, we just did our third annual bowling event. And I have like as million flamingo games and stuff, but for the yard, but here in South Florida, it is so hot during the summer. Nice. So the only time I'm really pulling them out is when I'm doing housewarming parties. And my housewarming parties has turned into block parties. Like I have one coming up and it's a full block party. And the guy is, I was supposed to do this a month ago, but the house wasn't ready yet. So we're doing it soon. And the guy is, he's a contractor too. So the house, he's not going to want a lot of people in this house, but I love the neighborhood. So we're doing a full block party and the ice cream truck, guess what it has on the side of it? Flamingo. A big flamingo. (laughs) And that's her brand. And so I have the ice cream truck, a taco station and nothing but flamingo yard games like limbo and ring tossed on the flamingos necks. And I have flamingo cornhole. And then inside the house so that everybody can kind of stay outside, have a DJ and everything. Because he's a contractor, I have all the photos of what the house looked like before blown up on an easel and his contact information on the bottom. Oh, great. So, so hopefully yeah. it's about him and you meet, totally. come meet your new neighbors and hopefully you can get him some business out of it. He's a contractor. Do you do the client party. Is it just like a step in your, in your checklist? You do it with everybody as long as they're participating and they're willing yeah. to the cl- I do three client parties a year. However, I mean, the, house- uh, I mean the housewarming parties, I'm sorry. No, I don't do that with everybody. I get to pick and choose. Okay. <laughs> I mean, even if you did one, it's 12 a year. If you, it's not a lot. Like if you think about it, cause like that alone turns into the marketing piece, just the invites, yeah. inviting them to it, invite them to it. The, the picture, the post videos, the testimonials that are there. I mean, that just can be repurposed in so many different ways. Yeah. And we send, we send out a video of, of all the photos and whatnot. It's like a little collage as our follow-up. And then they enter, they sign a door prize raffle form. So that's how I'm able to generate more referrals. I think the most, the least amount of referrals I've ever gotten from a, a housewarming party is about 23. And um, the, least? the least. 
Wait. <laughs> Folks, let's say it again. 23 was the least I've gotten from a housewarming party. Okay, let's do the math. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, how much did the housewarming party cost? Um, that one was about $550. Okay. What's 500? Do you have a calculator with you? It's 550 divided by 23? $24. So you're paying $24. But here's what a lot of people are going to say. $24 a lead? Well, I'm getting them on Facebook for 2 to $4. Folks, those aren't leads. She's got prospects. There's a big difference between a lead and a prospect. These are people that already know who you are. They're not just people who opted into a house list. They're not just people that opted into like one of your offers about how you're going to buy their house at, if you don't sell it. This is people that have said, I'm buying or selling. I like you. I like flamingos. When can you call me? Yeah. And, and on the form too, it's not just a referral for who do they know that's looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. There's two other boxes. One, would you like to know interest information on current interest rates, which I'm also giving those over to my lender, but Hey, they're raising their hands saying they want to know information about interest rates. So that probably means that them or they know somebody. And then the other one is, would you like to know that your value of your home in today's market? And then if I have a great title person there, I'll say, you know, or home, sorry, homeowners insurance, are you looking for a new quote on your homeowner's insurance to see if they can beat it? And then I make sure that my vendors get those leads and that's how I distribute it. And then I think people, most people think that, okay, well, I can do this housewarming party and then I'm going to get all this business. No. Out of the 23 for that first, for the, I think that was the second party I did. Out of the 23, I probably only closed on four or five so far. Since then, however, the relationships and the referrals that I've received on top of the referrals yes. is, is amazing. Here's a stat. I don't know if you agree with it. I'm sure you do if you're, you're in Michael Maher's camp. Um, dude's a killer. The first client party I had, I rented out a nightclub and I had 40 people show up. And at that time, I think my database was maybe... And this was direct mail database because back then we started with direct mail. We didn't have social media and all these... like You couldn't run ads to a custom audience or do any of this stuff. So we had to farm our direct, our direct mail, our database. And then video email came out and so on. But I would have the party not just to get the contact information. I wanted the direct mail addresses. I wanted their email addresses because all I was doing was building my audience. And then I would just start farming them. Um, instead of farming strangers, I've always farmed relationships. And not just through direct mail, but through video, email, social, just staying in front of them all of the time. And you're right, eventually they will convert. So my question was this, is that you can't put a price tag or value on an individual relationship. I don't believe you can, because it's like, I used to say, even if you did, you could say each relationship you have in life is worth 25 grand. And the reason why I say that is if the average sale price is $200,000 at a two and a half percent side, and the average person buys three to five houses over the course of their lifetime is 25,000 bucks. Yeah. But that doesn't take into consideration each, is, each individual's ability to refer you someone else that can do the same fucking thing. And multiple people, which really gives them an unlimited price tag. So... My point is, is that folks, we find ourselves trying to relate and cater to everybody all the time. And the jack of all trades is the master of none. You don't need a huge database. That's the point. You need an engaged one. There's a major difference. When you start branding, like your, when you start branding your database and you start popping up everywhere all the time, they turn into your sales force. That's the way you have to look at it. And it's not so much as like looking at it as like an individual be like, oh, is this person going to buy or sell right now? No, that's the wrong question to ask. It's who do they know that's buying or selling right now? And as a byproduct of that, I'll probably get their business when it's time for them to move because the average person moves every five to seven years. 
So this isn't theory, guys. This is mathematical. When people and the gurus are out there telling you, oh, if you got to make 100 calls and <laughs> one no, then you're just 99 more no's until you get that yes. Like, I hate that shit. Like, that drives me nuts. <laughs> I'm doing, I, I look at it the opposite way. It's just like, first I'm going around and I'm meeting people to have more and more conversations because I know if I have 15 conversations a night, I know one of them are moving this year. The problem is that the people, most of them don't even know it yet. Yeah. But all of them have referrals. So don't go after their direct business. That mindset is night and day. When you start marketing an audience through consistent content creation, you build an audience. The difference between an audience and a database is an audience actually pays attention to what the fuck you have to say. Oh, I like that too. I, I think that people get so caught up in the opposite side. And if they're, and then when, when they're going to shift their mindset to say, oh, well, they're not going to buy or sell right now. It's because you have commission breath and you're worried about keeping your, yes. your light bill or your cable bill. And they smell that shit. Like 100%. they smell that. They know. And, you know, I always tell people, you know, there's three things that we should never mess with. Um, and that's someone's family, their home and their money. And we mess with all three at the exact same time in real estate. <laughs> So it's really important that you, it's about really the trust. And obviously we know people are going to do business with you because they know, like, and trust you. And I feel like sometimes when we don't love on our database and where your database is your data bank, we get so caught up in the paperwork when it's not about the paperwork, it's about the people work. Yes. And I just wish more would understand that. And if I, if I could help one person and they're like, well, I don't have a database. I don't even know. I don't know anybody. I didn't manage a nightclub. Family wasn't in business, whatever it may be. I would say start small and build your five-star concierge vendor list. Like build your vendor list and who in your circle, and even if you just moved to this area, who in your circle, what business do they have? And have a one-on-one with them because I don't track my days on how many calls I make because I know I know that's what we're supposed to do. I track on how many one-on-ones I'm having. So weekly, I need to have a minimum of one-on-ones in order to hit my referral goal. So my weekly referral goal is to give five referrals and receive one. And by doing that, the one-on-one, the belly-to-belly is so great. And if I can have lunch with one person and connect them to the next person, I'm the connector. So then they're going to turn around and come back to me for the real estate needs. And I have realtors that call me all the time. Like um, I even had a few yesterday. Who do you know that does pool? Who do you know that could do cleaning? Like Because they know that I know somebody. And when you're the person that knows somebody, yeah. You have to to put yourself in that position, folks. You guys are the resource. One-stop shop. One-stop shop. (laughs) Oh, so here, I, you brought a good point. It's like I'm into this. And the question comes down then, are we in sales or we're in service? And I believe people who run their, you obviously see that you're in service. I don't believe you believe you're in sales. No. Is that right? Yeah. And I saw this question posted right here in Real Close. It's an important question, guys. Are you in sales? Or are you in service? I don't believe any of us are in sales. And even I, I disagree with my business partner on this a ton. I'm like, we're not a sales position. We're in a service position. The more we serve, the more we sell. I don't think it's the other way around. I don't, I don't think that we sell and then we start serving people. Yeah. Like, I don't think it goes the other way around. So you're, you're exactly right because you're playing the long game. You're going after the relationship because you understand the power of reciprocation. You understand when you give someone yeah. something, let me give you guys one example. I'll give you one little super ninja trick that I used to like, literally it's my legal bribe. Every listing appointment I ever set, every time I even had a buyer presentation, I would purposely set the listing appointment two to three days out so that my brownie could show up before I got there. And the reason for that was that once they got the fucking $10 brownie, they were already firing the other listing appointments they had. Because psychologically, because I bought them something before I fucking met them, they already liked me. It's no differently. If I go to, if I go to Tara right here and I go, Tara, your hair looks very beautiful today. I love Thanks. your earrings. I complimented Tara. 
Tara is somewhat a little bit more attracted to me than before I didn't compliment her because I gave her a compliment, right? So think about that with your leads. Like we did a show last week and it really is like dating. You have to romance your potential clients' leads into trust first. And once you have that trust, the chances of you getting hired are just through the roof. It's crazy. And I think that, I think that's the route too. So with the video series, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to tell a romantic story about the community. So interviewing the the mayors and the principal of the best school in town, because people are moving into an area. We're not selling homes. We're selling a lifestyle. So if they're going to move into an area, it's going to be because of the school or because maybe you're closer to this restaurant or closer to the beach or whatever it may be. So I'm just picking my favorite places and telling a romantic story behind it. And I just telling a story, not making statements. And that's the difference. Yeah, it's about them. It's not about us. And I yeah. feel like people get so caught up about me, 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 me. And I'm so great. Like most people, if you go through my social media, you really won't even see so much about just sold. Yeah. Did I just put $3 million under contract last week while I was in Austin at Mega Camp? I did. However, I, I didn't even post about it. And my posts, if anything, are typically going to be a story about that person. Meaning, so, Boom. Nailed it. Folks, because most people, wait, one more, most people really, I feel like when, when you're like just sold or yeah, I've been number one in the office with our team, number one or two for the last three years. That's great. But when you say just sold, what do you think people think? Yeah. You're brag real, especially that. And when your client is friends with you on social media, they're on the receiving end of just being sold or just being closed. And I don't know about you. (laughs) No, you just got fucking, how many times have you guys went out and given your financial planner a couple bucks to store away? or you invested your money with someone and then they were so nice. They're all over you. And then once you invested the money, they fucking disappeared. Now, what do you really think about that person now after that? There's no more talk. There's no more, there's no more love notes going back and forth. No more text messages coming out. No more just little, Hey, I just want to see how you're feeling today. Why? Because what's in it for you is, is you already got it. You got paid. That is, you got paid. That is not the way. I got to mention this point. This is awesome. So Tara's not marketing herself or her individuality. She's marketing the brand. Yeah. I market my, Mike Cuevas. I market the dude. Which I love. Any, it's like, anyone, hey, dude. <laughs> anyone with a brand, anyone who understands what their brand is, this is the power of having one. When you set the time and build a brand, whether it's a flamingo, whether it's a dude, whether you're a taco guy, you're a baseball player, you guys all have something you individually like to do. And your brand should be based on nothing more than shit you're already doing in your market. Maybe, totally. I mean, flamingos is perfect for, for South Florida. I mean, they're all over the place, right? Literally. I didn't even realize that the Florida lottery logo was a flamingo. And, and the goal is to put it on everybody's RAS. Like, you know, the, the reticular activating system, like when you go and buy a car and then all of a sudden you see that car everywhere on the street. Like I wanted that to be with flamingos and it's almost disgusting how much my flamingos throw up. Like I'm looking at a desk right now. I probably have five bags that are all flamingos. Yeah. But every time you get to market that, that is the point. Like Tara does not have to say I'm a Tara real estate agent. Cause people already see that through the experiencing of the things that she's already doing. The flamingos gives her the excuse to keep popping up all over the place. If Tara doesn't have a bunch of flamingos, she's another real estate agent bragging. Yeah, basically. Or you don't know what the fuck to say. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you say? If, yeah. if, if flamingos are gone, let's, let's remove flamingos. Let's remove the pink thing. Now, what are you left with? Third generation realtor and business with my family. Keller Williams, young professionals president. And that's about all I got. A bunch of boring shit. 
Yeah, totally. <laughs> no offense. No, none taken. <laughs> but folks, yeah. look at it. Like, because I'm a dude, I could do so much fun shit that won't get me out of your heads. Yeah. This I've always thought of you as the dude. Like, that's the dude. Like, hey, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes it a lot easier for top of mind. Plus Wait, is awesome. your license plate say the dude? No, not yet. I'm going to get one, though. Yeah, go go check. Make sure that's available. I wanted marketing, dude, but I gotta get it. That's just, that's gonna be pretty long, but you could totally do like the dude or the dude. MKTG dude. There you go. Reveal. You totally have to have that though. But yeah, I would I would I would love to get it. It's a, it's in process. But the point is, folks, is when you the reason why you brand or you brand a concept, or you come up with a theme. That's all a brand is. It's a theme that allows you to talk about your business. So you don't have to feel like you're selling your business. Ugh. Amen to that. It's a theme that allows you to get like, it's a theme that allows you to have fun with your marketing and create attention around your brand versus making a bunch of statements, trying to sell your own shit and tell everyone how good you are. Oh, definitely. And I love when, you know, Jeff Bezos says your brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. Totally. So what does your brand say about you? You Do you think realtors confuse brand, like what it means and all that? Yeah. I think they get too caught up. Like I don't have a brand. And when I teach, when I teach classes, I'm like, guys, I'm not telling you to go out and get and go get an animal and like be an animal. I'm just saying like, whatever speaks to your soul. <laughs> don't turn into an animal. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> whatever speaks to your soul, go fucking do that. Totally. It's not that difficult. It's not rocket science. If you love shoes, then I want to see postings about all your new shoes. And then when I think of you, I'm going to like send cool shoes to you because you have funky shoes all the time. Not difficult. Here's why this is really important. You guys is because 96% of consumers hired the agent over the brokerage. No one hires the brokerage anymore. 20 years ago, people used to hire the brokerage. That's why I was at a company called Canyon and Stray. We actually got walk-ins. You had to be with a big office because that brand actually held something. Yeah. Somewhere from the crash from the 07 till today, that brand doesn't mean shit anymore. That's why companies like EXP isn't really a brand. It's an agent built brand. The agents are the brand, not EXP. So because people are hiring the actual agent direct, that's why this is important. Because if you're just using your broker's logo, whose fucking brand are you building? What the hell is wrong with you guys? Yeah, basically. It makes no sense. Like, you're like, oh, I'm with the best brokerage ever. I'm with this brokerage. Great. Here's my logo. Dude, that's doing you nothing. Yeah. What do they do for you? And I'm not talking crap about brokerages. I just think they all lack value, at least the majority of them. And I know that they don't create business for you guys. You do. The only thing they can do is create an environment for you to thrive and succeed in. I think the environment definitely is a core piece of it is the environment. That's why some of these online models, just virtual models just would not work for me because I like a little bit more culture and I like to feel it and see it. And I love teaching in the market centers and you can feel the difference in culture in different market centers. Like I know which market centers are, don't have as great as cultures. Maybe mine does. You might not Um, like eat martinis either or hanging out in a cloud. Yeah, no, my club days are over. (laughs) (laughs) So So I have to ask, so what made you come up with Dude? So, all right, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys how I came up with Dude. I was at a marketing conference in Denver, it's a copy blogger conference. And originally real estate marketing dude was branded as Rookie to Rockstar. And Rookie to Rockstar was going to, that was my whole thing, take an agent from Rookie to Rockstar. Same thing I've always been doing and teaching. But the, the whole point of the conference, I think it was Seth... Rogan or who was out there? Some one funny guy. I forget who it is. One of the gurus. Anyways, he's out there. And this guy, I'm like, how the fuck is this guy killing it? Like this guy ever just laughing the whole time. And he said something that really stuck out. And he said that people, I don't remember the exact language of it, but he says people connect with you 
and you personally, like the individual behind the brand, the story behind the brand, than you do for what the brand stands for. And Rookie to Rockstar didn't have any meaning to it. Yeah. But then, dude, I was already branded as Chicago real estate dude. So I just rebranded as real estate marketing dude. And here's the interesting thing is that I didn't run ads for real estate marketing dude for two years. I always, I built my brand 100% organically. No ads ran. Podcast was just organic, never promoted it or anything. It was a consistency over time that built the brand. But even though I switched from selling houses to video services and what I do now in branding, my demographics on Facebook ads are the exact same. 31 to 44 years of age, people with kids. Nice. And I switched products and services and everything. It's the exact same audience that I had then. And even in my real estate business, you can read some of my blog posts. They will be an F-bomb in the first three sentences. Nothing wrong with that. And some people are like, you're fucking so unprofessional. Great, dude. You know what? Me and you are like vinegar and oil. We have nothing in common anyways. Go fucking find another realtor. I agree with that 100%. (laughs) But other people be like, bro, dude. Hey, what's is this a dude? (laughs) <laughs> people come on out, but they're always, they're not, there's no selling involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, they're come listen to me. Or I need to go work. They already trust you, but I have to have an excuse to build that trust. And you yeah. only build that trust through content. You only build content that's interesting through having a brand to build content on or a story to go off of or a theme we call it. Preach, preach. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, it makes total sense. I just wish more would stop thinking about it and just do it. You know, just, just run with it. Whatever speaks to your soul, whatever speaks to your core, whatever your interest is, like just totally. who are you? And just be a little bit more vulnerable. I posted the other day, like vulnerability is sexy. Like totally. it can be totally sexy. Like it's, we don't have to be perfect. And one of my biggest takeaways from coming back from Mega Camp was listening to Cody Gibson saying, you know, like, uh, no, it was, I think it was Adam. I one of the two, whatever. They said, you know, we all like have this story that we have in regards to that's going to hold us back from taking things to the next level. Because um, actually I have it here. And he said something that like totally stood out to me. And I think that we get too caught up on what we should be doing instead of actually doing it. I think that most people may think like, okay, what, what is most important to you in your life? And how can you help others? You know, it's not about you. The business will come. Your success is dependent on how much you help others succeed. And that's why when I said, if anybody's just getting ready to start out and you're like, okay, where, where should I go? Start out with people that are in your circle. Just even post and say, who's the best painter in town that I should know? Who's the best contractor in town that I should know? Go to Angie's list and then go interview those people and then sit down with them and ask them, how can you help them grow their business? Tell them, how, I mean, what's their story behind their business? And the first question should really be, are you currently taking new clients? Because if they're not, then you don't really want to focus on them. But if you're asking them, in what challenge do you currently have in your business? So that you can find a way to, it's called see a need, fill a need. So every conversation that you're having should be a way that you're looking for a homework assignment to be able to help them solve a problem. So let's say it's going to be going out to dinner and they said, oh, well, I'm, I can't find a good receptionist. Okay. Well, what does a good receptionist look like to you? All right, how can I help you find the person? Where have you looked? And then writing down, you know, intently listening and go and help them try to find that great receptionist and use your resources. And then guess what? The business comes <laughs> by helping others. Eventually you just help them so much that they turn around and say, what can I do for you? Folks, here's why the business comes is that everyone lives somewhere. So it's not like we're not in the business of like an insurance broker or a lot of my friends out of college went into financial planning. And if you're not investing, they're just not clients, right? Yeah. It's opposite of our business. Every single person we know, unless you live in a box, is a client. 
<laughs> paying rent on that box, there's still a potential client. It might not be a big commission, but it's still it's still a transaction. Definitely. So you have to realize that everywhere you go, it's every person you come into contact with it in the elevator on the morning in the evening, whatever you do, your neighbors, your aunts, your uncles, your dentist, they are all leads. Everyone's a lead. It's just a matter of which one of them are moving. And when your brain is trained to start saying 10 to 15% of these people are moving, but everyone has a referral for me, trust me, you get motivated to have more conversations. But the key is, is how do you start those conversations? And that's why a brand is necessary. Oh, definitely. And I feel like, you know, sometimes people are hesitant to ask for referrals, but if you know that you're doing a good job and a great job, then you have no problem asking for referrals. You have a problem asking for referrals because you either fucking suck or you're just not doing a really good job. And you don't want to admit that and look in the mirror. And sometimes you just got to look in the mirror and say like, am I giving 10 plus red carpet five-star service or yeah. am i just waiting for the deal to close so i can get paid and pay my light bill <laughs> well that's the truth yeah I, I agree with that and if you don't believe that then you shouldn't be in business yeah actually, technically it's your obligation to scream it from the rooftops what you do because if you truly believe that your involvement in a transaction is the betterment of all parties involved then that means that you should be screaming this from the fucking rooftops Amen. I feel like the cheapest lead is a referral because we give the best service. And if we add so much value to our people, Zillow and Redfin and all these other bullshit companies can't do anything. They can't touch that. You know, the they can. The way we will compete going forward is through brand connection. I could see that for sure. Uh, maybe not only. It's going to be the strongest way we compete, though. And it's the same reason why, Tara, I don't know where you get your hair done, but I'm going to guess it's not at fucking Sport Clips. No. Is the guy got your hair done? <laughs> She's like, fuck no. Uh, is the guy or gal who cuts your hair? You've been going them for a long time. Yeah. Are they more expensive than the average haircut person? Yeah, because he's a queen from Beverly Hills. <laughs> and I bet you he's pretty damn good, isn't he? Yeah, he's really great. Is he worried about sport clips interrupting his business? Hell no. Is he worried about supercuts coming out with a new product? No way. Is he worried about Borix coming out with the Floby? <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but I doubt it. No. And that's why I feel like, you know, when people are like, I got back from Mega Camp, they're like, I buy her this. And this. who cares? Who, who cares? If you're all in, you're all in. Does it, who, they're not even going to touch my business or my database. Even I, I'm doing a vision party in my office next Tuesday. And I invited my buyers and I invited potential buyers who aren't ready to buy yet. And I'm inviting them to an office of like probably... 30 people will show up and they're all going to be agents. I don't give a shit because guess what? I know that I will always give them the best service. They're going to have no reason to go anywhere else. So nobody's a competition to me, whether it's another agent or it's going to be another Zillow or Redfin or iBuyer. I, I don't care because I'm all in. And if they decided to go somewhere else, then maybe they weren't the best people for me and I'll just go replace it. Totally. Awesome. 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 Great show. I think we nailed it. I think you nailed it out of the park. You did a great job. Um, thank you for sharing your story with us. As we are at the end of the hour here, Tara, I want to go ahead and leave the floor to you. Please go ahead and plug your business. Maybe you guys can uh, send her some referrals. Obviously, you know, they're going to be taken care of. And yeah, you'll probably get like a pink referral flamingo somewhere <laughs> in the mail. I'd be curious to see what that looks like. But uh, go ahead, Tara. Oh, well, I would love for anybody um, to flamingo with me and, and join our referral flock. That would be flocking fabulous. I'm just saying. Um, I'm in the Southwood area, Fort Lauderdale and Parkland, born and raised. And I'd be happy to take care of the referrals. So the best phone number, and I'm an open book if you can't tell. So the best phone number for me would be uh, 954-661-6990. 
And my email is Tara at greatfloridahomes.com. And my Instagram handler is Miss, as an MS, and not married, uh, Tara Carter. <laughs> and Facebook, the same. It's Facebook slash Tara Sells FL Homes. And I'd love to flamingo. Sweet. You did a great job flamingoing today. And thank you for that story. That was really awesome. And I hope you guys got a lot out of that. Tara's uh, in the business for four years, but you could, you know, any of you guys who are out there thinking about this, this isn't rocket science. This is good old school communicating. And if you feel like you're stuck with what the hell you're going to do with your brand, that's where you start with. And we'd love to help you with that. If you have any additional questions on how we can help you, we'd be happy to build your brand. We'd be happy to do it on video. We'd be happy to do all the work for you. We will edit, distribute, and produce and script every all of your videos. And yeah, we won't break the bank either. And you don't have to hire a full-time production crew. So if you're interested in that, go to my website, www.realestatemarketingdude.com, realestatemarketingdude.com. You cannot do it for cheaper. I promise you that. But thanks for listening to another episode of The Real Estate Marketing Dude. We appreciate you guys. Show us some love. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on uh, YouTube and Facebook. That is The Real Estate Marketing Dude. And uh, see you guys on the flip side. See you guys next week. Thank you for the awesome show, Tara. And uh, Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.